Hi, I'm Ian Whitaker, host of the JCD Code Digital Changemakers podcast. The Digital Changemakers podcast showcases industry research and insights to inspire senior marketeers to push the boundaries on their marketing strategies and become change agents in their organization. Today, we're talking about the importance of creativity in building your brand and new industry research, which gives us a groundbreaking methodology for measuring out of home and results-driven proof on how to optimize your creative for better cut-through. I'm joined by Chris Langley, General Manager at System One, and Nick Drew, Research Executive at JCDCO UK. Welcome both. Chris, Nick, thanks very much for coming along. Great to have you here. Thanks for having us. No, not at all. No, it's an absolute pleasure. I mean, it's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's going on and, and really want to talk into the research sort of that you've done. But, but maybe let's actually start off just giving a bit of background. So Nick, why don't you talk sort of about yourself, what your role is at JCDCO? I'm a research executive at mm-hmm. JCDCO in our data solutions team. So uh, something we've been working on for the last year or two mm-hmm. really heavily is the idea of creativity, but also measurement. So mm-hmm. two, two really difficult things, or the, the, the challenges perhaps people perceive with out of home mm-hmm. is, is how to do good creative, but then how, how to measure Mm-hmm. So there was a real need for it. So we've been yeah. working really hard in the last few years to really understand how to plug that gap. And since we've been doing that, it's very interesting because, of course, we have brands such as Specsavers and three really big, yeah. well-established brands mm-hmm. that have invested heavily in it and have got involved with us. But that goes all the way to the other end of the scale where you've got smaller startup brands mm-hmm. who are, are, are setting off trying to make sure that they understand how best to do it and to make sure it's working really, really hard mm-hmm. because you know th- these campaigns can be significantly uh, greater in their, in their media mix in terms of how important it is to get it right. So mm-hmm. really great appetite and conversations that we've been having in the team mm-hmm. over the last few years to, to have this conversation going. So it's really brilliant to be able to mm-hmm. uh, have this kind of conversation and understand uh, really really what's been achieved and how mm-hmm. it's helping. Chris, just a bit of background about System One, sort of what you do, key expertise, how is it that you help clients, and sort of where you really fit into the overall picture. Thanks, Ian, and hello, Nick. <laughs> System <laughs> One, we're really pleased to be here with uh, JC Deco. We are a leader in world ad testing. Mm-hmm. We've tested advertising with more than 10 million people in 90 countries. And we don't just test advertising when it's finished. We test advertising early in development to help agencies and brands improve it. And our work is validated by the IPA. So what that means is that the testing that we do with JC Deco and with our, our clients and brands predicts the real world effect of advertising, which is a beautiful thing you can do if you're a, an owner of a brand is to improve the effect of your advertising. And that's what System One does. And we've been doing it for 20 years. Right. Okay. And could you give any case studies, examples of where... Yeah, sort of, of what you've done, and yeah, well, there's a there's a famous brand in the United Kingdom called Specsavers. I'm sure we've Indeed. we've all heard of <laughs> yeah, it, we, we and we've it. seen yeah. it. And I've been avoiding the products for many years, but I'm not sure I can avoid <laughs> yeah. it for that much <laughs> ma- much longer. Same here. <laughs> and work, working with Specsavers for many years, you know, we all sort of think about that brand, and there's a sort of a statement that's in the vernacular, which is, you know, you should have gone to Specsavers. Mm-hmm. And working with brands like Specsavers and with the out 
of home advertising, but also their television advertising and all of their communications, even the in-store, we've been able to work with them and understand the power of that fluent device, that Mm -hmm. statement that no one else knows, and in fact, that all of us immediately think of. And so these sorts of advertising devices is what System One can measure the effect of. Previously, you know, the world of the creative domain was very much driven by, you know, the ideas, and it always will be. And our research is equipping the creators with the evidence of the return on creativity that they can get. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's a powerful thing because all of us, whether we're in the boardroom or, or, the, or the creative room or the lunchroom, we need evidence to be able to continue to invest in creativity because it's one of the most important drivers of business growth. And it's quite interesting. If you actually look, you know, if you look at what sort of want to come back on both those things. I mean, measurement, obviously, people sort of, yeah, there is a, there's a lot of talk about measurement. You know, it's often, often topic du jour. Every single conference you go to, measurement is mentioned. I mean, you know my background, financial analysts and so forth. But one of the things that's interesting when you sort of look at what companies have been saying recently in terms of their results and how they've been managed to price through sort of a lot stronger than expected, they all talk about the strength of the brand. And obviously that flows from creativity. And and so I know we're going to get onto the research because we do want to discuss what the findings are there because they're, yeah, I think they're super, super interesting in terms of that. But it but I'd be interested to hear sort of your perspective just before we go on to that as to sort of, of what your clients think about creativity. Do you think there's a trend that maybe the clients are thinking more that creativity is increasing in importance? Or do you think... Sort of how do you think it fits into the overall scope? Oh, it's, I think it's always been there and more that more these days that the opportunity comes to be able to measure creativity mm-hmm. in a, a more an emotional way and understand the effect of it. It's giving the marketers and their agencies more ability to influence the boardroom. So I'll give you an example. Uh, Mark yeah. Whitson uh, measured you know, more than 2,000 case studies over 20 years. And what he found was is that the key drivers of advertising effect and marketing effect were things like how big is your brand? The bigger brands respond more strongly to marketing because they've got more distribution. They've got more existing awareness. Mm-hmm. Pricing and, and other factors drive the marketing very strongly. But creativity was the second ranked marketing driver. And when you look down the list, it was one of the few drivers that marketers and their agencies can actually influence. You know, you join a company and you work Mm -hmm. in a brand, you can't influence in the short term how big it is. Mm -hmm. Um, If you've got so many distribution points, it takes time to build that out, but you can immediately impact the creativity. And uh, recently, I was talking to Rachel Eyre, for, who's the CMO and the you know, chief customer and marketing officer at Morrison's. Mm-hmm. And they've, this is a very traditional, very well-known brand in the supermarket business in the United mm-hmm. Kingdom. And their number one focus now is to be bolder and to be braver. Mm-hmm. And here we have you know, long-term CMOs who've been in positions at, and working with boards and senior and shareholders for many years. Mm-hmm. And they're now being given the opportunity to use creativity as a force for growth mm-hmm. and also a force for good for shareholders. I think yeah. it's an interesting point that you mentioned, Chris, about uh, about making your mark, coming in and thinking about creative and, and how to make more of an impact. And I think that there was almost one of the seeds mm-hmm. to the conversation we were having at JC Deco about why or how we could help mm-hmm. 
because yes, you've got people coming in and saying, well, let, let's change this and do this because it will make it work harder. But I'm sure some of this comes through with system one's testing as well. I think it's about supercharging the speed at which you mm -hmm. can be confident with those changes. When you actually measure with metrics, mm -hmm. you can quantify whether it's working or not because you may end up saying, well, let's change this and this yeah. and then have to run three or four campaigns that you're measuring in-house to understand whether it's better or, or, or perhaps not so good as your previous executions. Mm -hmm. So... I think with that testing, you're able to confidently say, right, these are the changes you're trying to make. Mm -hmm. This is how it has impacted the emotional drive from that campaign mm -hmm. or, or the amount of uh, brand fluency you're getting from it, the amount of attention you're getting from it. Mm -hmm. So you should be employing it this way and changing it like this rather than all the guesswork that mm -hmm. I suppose yeah. is fairly uh, historically typical in, mm -hmm. in some markets. Mm. Should we have a little experiment for giving, you know, just to take this idea first? And, <laughs> Why not? And maybe, maybe, maybe our viewers and listeners could, could play, you know, play it at home as well. But, you know, imagine an ad in front of you and for the same brand and there is, uh, it's Andrix. Mm -hmm. And there's one ad, full full sort of display of a beautiful D6 and a bus stop from JC to Co. And it's a toilet roll. You know, maybe it's a nice soft looking toilet roll lit yeah. up beautifully with a little bit of paper running out the side. And then there's a, an ad on the other side of the street, maybe the right hand side of the street. And that has a beautiful fluffy puppy on it. Maybe yeah. not even a toilet roll. Mm -hmm. Which one are you going to unconsciously going to... You know, attend your gaze mm -hmm. to. Like, which one would it be? Oh, it'd be the it'd be the puppy. It'd be the puppy. Yeah. And would you need <laughs> yeah. to? Would you need to see the toilet roll almost on that puppy ad with the brand of the Andrex to know that they sell toilet yeah. roll? You wouldn't. No. And uh, I'm sure the listeners are probably imagining something themselves at home. But this is where you know, Nick, your point is a good one. Is the secret for understanding and empowering marketers and their agencies mm -hmm. to create shareholder value through creativity is to get the right measurement. Because yeah. if you ask people how, how they think about advertising, what do you do? You have to think about it. Well, mm -hmm. what's my answer to that question? But if you ask people how they feel, audiences don't, don't lie. You don't have to think about how you feel. You can immediately respond. And so mm -hmm. what System One does, together with JC Deco and all of our clients, is we've been able to measure how the relationship between how people feel about advertising mm -hmm. and what they do in the real world. And how people feel about advertising is the strongest predictor mm -hmm. of the effect of advertising. And we can talk about that some more, but it's a, it's a very powerful driver to be able to measure the, the relationship between emotion of advertising and real world business effects. And that's what, that's what mm -hmm. we do. And it's quite funny. I mean, I, I sort of collaborated with the with the IPA, published the F-Works yes. uh, recently, mm -hmm. and it's sort of question in financial analysts, sort of, of both in the US and the UK. And actually, out of all the attributes in terms of saying what was the most important to a company, the top one that was uh, mentioned was brand strength. 79% of all analysts who were questioned said that brand strength is fundamentally critical to a company. And I think that goes back, well, it really goes back to both your points, sort of in terms of this. But it's also as well how you tie in, crucially, the strength of the brand and the marketing for the business objectives. Because that is the end day, that is the purpose. At JC Deco, we started with a heat mapping tool to understand attention. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and we wanted to take that further, as we've discussed, in terms of having real quantifiable metrics to bring to people. Mm-hmm. So we partnered with Lumen, who mm-hmm. do real-world attention metrics. Certainly for out-of-home, that means uh, looking at adverts in situ in an out-of-home environment and understanding where people are looking on those creatives and if they're looking at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got a, a brilliant partnership that we've developed over the last few years with System One, mm-hmm. because, uh, as you say, Chris, there's you, you've got to look at both attention and the other metrics of emotion and fluency mm-hmm. to really understand the effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And what that allowed us to do was test fifty adverts from fifty brands that mm-hmm. were running at the time. We didn't cherry pick them for any particular reasons and break them down into all of these different uh, data points from mm-hmm. these different methodologies and and pull out through those learnings nine guidelines that are fairly fairly top line mm-hmm. but they, they enable us to really guide these conversations about creative about how to do it best and you know as as you say Chris in terms of employing those fluent devices the the andrex puppy the the lloyd's horse yeah uh the compare the market meerkat mm-hmm. they're all things that you can use cross channel to to really drive the effectiveness mm-hmm. and when you say it like that it sounds so obvious well of course you'd use it in these various mediums but we can say well you know if you're doing that by our results your out-of-home advertising is a third more effective mm-hmm. in terms of driving that emotion and, and people knowing it's you. Mm-hmm. If you're employing branding, as I'm sure 99% of yeah. creatives <laughs> do in some way, yeah. shape or form, um, making sure it's prominent. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to fall into what is perhaps a trap mm-hmm. of tucking your branding in the bottom corner because, well, of course, people are going to know it's you. Yeah. And that that's not always the case at mm. all, even for huge brands. So making sure it's prominent can hugely increase, again, it sounds obvious, hugely increase the amount of people who know it's you. Mm-hmm. But that that's really key. And you can start pulling these through. How, how do you use faces in creatives? Mm-hmm tricky trap because actually a bit like the Andrex puppy you're, you're drawn to looking at these things that you might engage with yeah. people and animals but making sure that when you're looking at the attention with all the attention it's drawing mm-hmm. to those to those areas is it is it near your messaging is your messaging yeah. just as prominent as that really really large face on on the creative and it's these sorts of insights mm-hmm that we've been able to look at and, and, and really break it down in a consultative way, which is mm-hmm. excellent because, as I mentioned before, like the appetite is, it's, it's a really hungry market for, yeah. this, for this sort of insight. Um, and it's only growing, you know, the, the more we test and uh, thankfully our, our partnership with System One is, is still very strong because we're con- constantly, yeah. <laughs> constantly working to build out these data mm-hmm. sets and add to, add to these learnings. So um, really, really uh, brilliant on that front. Uh, I don't know if, mm. from your side what it means to the developing idea of System One's 
yeah. research. Well, we're excited. Yeah. Um, let, why don't we? Why don't we step through the why, the what, and the how? Because mm. I think I think for the for the viewers and and the listeners, I think it's going to be helpful for them to just step out of whatever they're doing at this mm-hmm. moment and think about okay, so how can I make my creative work harder for mm-hmm. me? And I think that the first thing that what I love about the way JC DeCove approached this is that. Every CMO worth their chops knows that they need a multi-channel marketing and advertising campaign. You know, you invest on one media channel, you'll only get so much reach and so much effect. So that brings then the creative challenge for the marketers and their agencies to reapply consistent creative ideas across many touch points. Mm -hmm. And each of those media touch points bring strengths and weaknesses. You know, they might have long dwell time on a, you know, a newspaper, you know, an ad or a magazine, but very short dwell time on something else that just passes Mm -hmm. you by. And so the task of translating a brilliant creative idea that might be highly effective in a long dwell time, you know, media touch point to something that's very quick requires sensitivity experience, mm-hmm. but it's also helpful for the marketers and the creative agencies to be able to lean on the science to say, well, I'm going to justify my creative choices because mm. I know it's going to work better. So the why was crying out loud because, you know, you know, not telling secrets, but often marketers run out of time. And and one of you know the biggest <laughs> enemy of creativity is is usually time. Mm. And and when you get to the end of that process, you have so much to get out the door that you really don't want to cut corners. And so the opportunity to intervene with insights was key. And I think the next part of the the journey is what kind of insights help. And 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 getting under the skin of how research can be a force for good, not the enemy of creativity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the secret behind that is to measure how people feel. And System One and our Chief Innovation Officer, Orlando Wood, is the author of hit books, Lemon and Lookout, mm-hmm. um, with the IPA. Orlando has pioneered uh, thinking and, and concepts in marketing and creativity where he's understood how our brain interprets advertising. Mm-hmm. And oh, to oversimplify it, he's identified the right side of the brain focuses on the environment around us. It has what he calls a broad beam attention. It focuses on the living. It focuses on the feeling. Yeah. It if we're in a if we're in a cafe and someone might be having a chat just beside us and they're telling a joke unconsciously we might pick that up mm-hmm. when we're mm-hmm. listening to music the, the music will make us feel something when we're walking down the street in a sea of faces and we just unconsciously spot a friend on the other side of the road our right brain is paying attention to the environment mm-hmm. around us however our left brain very importantly is making decisions and so our right brain passes on to the left brain the information that it thinks is worth noticing. And if our right brain doesn't notice it, well, it doesn't pass it on to the left brain to pay any attention mm-hmm. to deciding. Yeah. And so Orlando would insist of one have identified the creative features that drive stronger effect mm-hmm. and attract the attention of the right brain so that that actually can pass it on to make a decision. So coming back to the puppy dog for Andrex, you know, if you if your right brain notices the puppy, it'll mm-hmm. then recognize it and pass it on to the left brain to, you know, pay attention to it and remember that next time you need that, you know, bog roll, mm-hmm. it's going to be Andrex. And so the kind of research we do is really important. And we can get onto the findings, but I think the, the thing to recognize is that what JC Deco and their great partner, Lumen Research, um, have done is they've identified that 
on average, people only spend two seconds looking mm-hmm. at an outdoor poster. And that's the strength of it because they're everywhere. We see them, mm. you know, 16 times a day. I don't know what the real number is. but <laughs> but And therefore, in that environment, it's critical to equip marketers and their agencies with the key important drivers of effects. And we'll, we'll unpack those in a second. But um, this is not research for research's sake. This is research to, to drive better creative choices. From your standpoint, what do you mm-hmm. think of the standout findings? And then also as well, was there anything when you did the research that actually surprised you? That came back and you thought, you know what, I never actually thought that would have been the case. It's an interesting question. Um, I think it's less that things may have been surprising, mm-hmm. but perhaps overlooked. Okay. As I mentioned earlier, in terms of when these conversations are being had, you think, oh, well, that, that's obvious. But you just don't think about it. Mm. In terms of, you know, how much copy you use, we're always talking about simplicity, in, mm-hmm. certainly in Out of Home, as, as you say, in terms of you've got a few seconds to get across your message and, mm-hmm. and engage. But so you say, well, simplicity. But when you start looking at the amount of copy and you say, well, not only do fewer people have time to read all of that mm-hmm. if you're putting 40 words on a creative, but people are less likely to read it at all. Yeah. And you think, well, no, seems, seems obvious. Yeah. But I suppose that is a surprising element of how, how concise you can be with it because, you, because it starts pulling through with those ideas. Um, in terms of placement for calls, call to actions mm-hmm. in terms of ob- objectives. So many of these campaign objectives are, well, we'd like people to go to the app, go to the website, drive to the store. Mm-hmm. But it's really relatively common practice to have that quite small and down the bottom. And although it's not perhaps the emotional element that you might get excited about with a creative, it might be the ultimate objective. You're building your brand, yeah. but you'd like people to do something as well. Mm-hmm. So to be able to say, well, if you move it up from the bottom towards where the rest of your important content is, perhaps to where towards your your puppy or or towards a, a comical tagline, it delivers this much more attention, mm-hmm. and people are looking at it for this much longer to then think about engaging with it. Mm-hmm. So were they surprising? Not necessarily, but I think they were surprisingly uh, powerful Mm -hmm. in highlighting grey areas Okay, from our side. Yeah. The effect from a system one point of view, we've tested hundreds of thousands of advertising, 10 million people we've tested Mm -hmm. them. We don't test with robots and machines, we test with real people. And that's the Mm -hmm. the important thing. And there's there's three key findings that, you know, all of us would want to keep top of mind on how to make Mm -hmm. the most creative and the most effective outdoor advertising. So first thing is, as Nick says, simplicity. But the context here, if if Mike um, from Lumen was here, he would remind us that that two seconds of attention that the audience attends to an outdoor piece of creative, it's quite pure. So if you're in front of a television, Mm -hmm. you might be watching that, but you're not really wanting to watch the ad. Mm -hmm. But when you notice an outdoor ad, it's full attention. Mm -hmm. So he he reminds us that whilst you only have a short amount of attention, it's pure. And therefore, the drivers of simplicity is the fact that there's not a lot of time spent on it. 
And what we found was, which was surprising, is that the degree of effect that happens through simplicity is very high. So when you approach an outdoor piece of creative, remember that one of the largest drivers of effect, about 32% mm -hmm. uplift, was on simplicity. So, for example, making the logo far bigger than one might normally feel comfortable with, mm -hmm. you know, from a creative <laughs> point of view, we saw an uplift of 32% on the correct brand recognition. Now, you can have a debate of how big something should be, but the, the rule of thumb here is on an outdoor ad, bigger is going to be better by 32%. Now, that's mm -hmm. a big number, right? If I could get 32% more effect out of my ad by making that logo a bit bigger, I'd probably do it. Yeah. The second thing was that the length of copy line, keeping it shorter, is important. So mm -hmm. what System 1, Lumen, and JC Deco found is when a piece of copy is less than 10 words, it has a similar effect uplift of around 30%, so stronger, okay. so recognition. Now, these sorts of things, as Nick says, is oh, probably not a surprise, you know, more simple and shorter, but the degree of the effect of the creative was very strong. But then you get onto the emotional side. So then beyond the simplicity effect, there was two other key drivers. The mm -hmm. first one was how people feel about the advertising, the intensity of the emotion that's attracted from it mm -hmm. is then the strongest driver. So in our research with JC Deco, what we found was that the most important drivers of emotion for out, out of home mm -hmm. were the living mm -hmm. people, animals, implicit, mm -hmm. implicit, you know, connection between yeah. those living, touching, things like this. Situations where the product could be presented in ways that were familiar for the audience, that either attracted memories mm -hmm. of moments when maybe the product or the brand would be felt for in that person, that viewer's past, or cultural relevance, things in culture that had meaning for the present. Okay. And then finally, humour and um, entertainment within the, within the ad of mm -hmm. dr eliciting emotion that was amusing, had stronger effect. And these were driving, again, 30% uplifts in terms of the overall effect. And then the final part, comes down to what System 1 called fluency. You might call it correct brand recognition. You might yeah. call it distinctiveness. We call it fluency because rather than just slapping a logo on something, System 1 finds that there's a 32% uplift if brands go beyond just using a logo, but use what we call fluent devices or fluent characters. So a fluent character, let's go through them now. The M&M's characters, the mm -hmm. meerkats, yeah. you know, these sorts of creative devices that are invented by brands that are then representing the brands. But it's not just characters and dolls and people. It could also be slogans like the Specsavers. Mm. You know, I should have gone to Specsavers. These sorts of what Orlando Wood has termed fluent devices mm -hmm. that are only have dramatic effect if they're used by the brand creatively, often for amusement. These are driving, again, about a third uplift. So mm. prioritizing a few simple creative choices can have a meaningful effect. And there's a few examples from brands that are included in JC Deco's yeah. study, as well as um, our clients that we you know would, would, would be great to talk about. Okay, well, yeah. well, I, I, well I think you've got you know, a, a, a number of brilliant, brilliant points in there that came through in the research as well. But um, you, you, you mentioned, Chris, about perhaps having a your branding that's larger than you may feel comfortable with but 
we use a brilliant example from the research mm -hmm. and a lot of the sort of creative consulting we do at the moment, mm. which is uh, a, a fairly recent ASOS campaign. Yeah, ASOS, fairly short brand name, so it can, it can afford the size yeah. perhaps, but uh, takes up about a third of the top of the uh, the bus stop creative. But because it's so large, within two seconds, people, uh, I believe it was something in the region of 88% of mm -hmm. people knew that that creative, that campaign was for ASOS. And that's okay. really high achieving because up, up at that end, you're looking at the, the McDonald's and the yeah. Nikes who perhaps have an easier time of doing it. But having that size and prominence just makes such a difference. And when we're having conversations, certainly I think perhaps with the smaller brands as well, mm. where you're saying, right, let's let's bring it out of the corner. If we can show you that ASOS did it so well by doing it like this, mm -hmm. look at this, try and employ it like that. You you can start to really make those big differences really easily. Mm -hmm. um, the same as uh, we tested a, an EE. Mm -hmm. Ad and they they do the uh, they they worked hard on the uh, brand recognition element of it through their palette. Mm -hmm. So they've got a really distinctive greenish color mm -hmm. that is quite synonymous with their brand. And in the creative we tested, it didn't even say EE on the screen because it was animated yeah. for about a second. But in two seconds, people knew it was EE, and it was again up in the high eighty percent. Yeah because of the green colour, mm -hmm. thinking about pulling all of these things together. And actually, with those palace ideas and that brand recognition, people can start to emotively react to your, to your brand and your creative because they're associating their perceptions of your brand mm -hmm. with that recognition. They go, oh, I know that. I can engage with that, and I'm, I'm excited to hear what you're saying yeah. because I know you as a brand. So it all starts to tie together. So... Yeah, final question. The call to action. From your standpoint, Nick, what do you think are the most important things that marketers sort of need to take out of this? And if you were to point them to specific elements, what would you say? I think with Out of Home, it's about using that two seconds of attention to really hone in on what you're doing. You want three key sections to out of home. Mm -hmm. You want to be brand bold and really shout your call to action. Mm -hmm. As you say, be unapologetic. Make sure things are prominent on the page. And at the end of the day, through all of this testing, it's testing in situ. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get an idea of how your ad's going to work when you're just looking at it on a screen. Yeah. So make use of the methodologies we've got here to really test in the environment you're advertising in mm -hmm. to understand how it's going to work there mm -hmm. um, and really shout your key objectives with that testing. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's great. Mm. Well, I would put out a call to action to every marketer and agency in the land just to remind each other when you approach a brief or reapplying a, a brilliant creative idea into out of home, just to remember one key thing, which is it won't work unless people feel for it. Mm -hmm. And... If people feel for it, they'll notice it. And therefore, less is going to be more in terms of how the emotive character, the situation, the place and the brand is presented. Mm -hmm. And strip away the, you know, the excess fat yeah. and focus on the things that are creating the feeling and the fluency. 
That's great. I think that's a really, really good point to end on. So I'm going to say, Chris, Nick, thanks very much for all your time. We've got covered some great topics there in terms of things. And thanks very much. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming along. Much. Not at all. Thank you so much for the fantastic discussion today. It's been wonderful to hear about the new insights into the power of strong branding. If there's anything you would like to ask us or hear more about, you can visit the JCDCO Digital Changemakers Hub online. We hope you enjoyed listening. And wherever you get your podcasts, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. Mm-hmm.